Welcome to the Work From Home edition of the Market Week in Review for the week ending September 18th, 2020. I'm Julie Zhang and I'm joined today by our Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Ristabin. Hi, Eric. Looks like the sun is finally coming out in Seattle today. It's a little hazy, but yeah, our air quality is still bad, but uh, hopefully we'll get some rain this weekend. We're supposed to anyway. Fingers crossed. I'll take anything we can get at this point. On today's call, we're going to cover three topics. Uh, one, the recent Fed announcement. Two, some U.S.-China trade relations. And three, jobless claims. So let's get started. The Fed's commitment to lower for longer points to a longer road to recovery. Should we expect greater volatility in the markets as we enter into Q4 and into 2021? Perhaps. I mean, I think you should expect volatility. A number of things are at play here, right? We're in recovery, uh, economic recovery globally. Um, but it isn't this incredibly robust recovery, it, it, and it is very vulnerable. It's vulnerable to a lot of things, um, the first of which is uh, is the virus itself. And so uh, I think concerns over the virus and the impact that the virus is having, um, you know, is going to continue to dominate headlines. Uh, we're seeing an uptick in, in cases in Europe um, recently, and in particular this week, and, and that's causing commentary coming out of Europe. Um, so I think that volatility is, is going to be more driven by the virus than, than Fed policy. In fact, the Fed is very, very clearly trying to take uncertainty around their policy out of the risk factors in the marketplace. So they made an announcement. Um, it was the first uh, you know, announcement since the um, Jackson Hole Conference where, where Chairman Powell talked about the, um, trying to create a, a new kind of a way of thinking about inflation. It's a little complicated in terms of what they're doing, but but it, but basically the idea is that the policy um, review and, and eventually modification that they announced in Jackson Hole really basically means they're willing to let inflation get above the 2% target for a while. Mm-hmm. Today, or rather this week, they announced that they're going to actually keep rates at zero um, uh, until they create full employment and inflation exceeds 2%. So. Um, they're trying to make sure that the, the market understands that they are not going to be impediment, an impediment to the recovery um, in terms of the economy. They're going to continue to make credit as available as they possibly can by having low interest rates for a very long time. Thanks so much. Sounds like they're still remaining pretty accommodative until some of this uncertainty passes. Let's go over to uh, the other side of the world. So with slowing investment between U.S. and China, um, do we see this as a continuing trend in worsening trade relations between the two countries, or could this improve depending on the upcoming U.S. elections? Well, a, a number of things. One, the, the, the risk around China trade policy is, is one of the political risks that we've been talking about with clients. We, have, we haven't been you know, kind of a full voice basically saying this is something to be really worried about, but it is something definitely to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a number of macro things going on. One, obviously, there is a good deal of tension between the U.S. and, the, and China. Now, historically, uh, and I often show that I'm a son of a history professor, so I, always, I, I, I do appreciate the, the, the lessons of history. Historically, the economic relationship, in fact, the relationship between the largest economy and the second largest economy in the world have always been strained. Um, so although um, this can be uncomfortable, um, it, it's not always entirely productive in terms of the strain, um, it has a lot of historical precedence. Um, so I think you can expect that, that that difficulty in that relationship can, to continue for the foreseeable future. Um, the concern is, you know, in kind of the immediate political environment, are we going to see a further erosion of that relationship? And, 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 and really the concern is, is are we going to go back to 
kind of the, the sanctions and the tariff policies that we saw for the majority of 2019, um, you, you may recall, and, and the audience may recall, that, that that had a real impact on the economic growth rate of the globe as a whole, um, China um, specifically, but also the United States. We, we actually had very mediocre economic growth last year. And I think the market is concerned about that. I, I don't think they're overly concerned about that. We're probably not going to see massive escalation in that. Um, certainly before the election, because that creates a, a lot of political and economic uncertainty um, that I don't think the administration wants. And, and frankly, I, I don't think Xi is going to appreciate either in his country, because his country is also in a, in a recovery phase, but it is, not a, it is not an incredibly robust recovery, and there's a lot of economic um, vulnerability in that country as well. So always a popular topic, jobless claims. What does this lower than expected jobless claim this week say about the recovery in the U.S.? Yeah, well, one, um, I think it, it's a signal potentially that, it, that it's continuing. Um, always want to uh, uh, add a cautious note when you look at weekly jobless claims. Um, those numbers are, are historically pretty volatile. Um, and, and this year they have been, you know, wacky volatile, for lack of a better description. They've been in highly volatile. So I, I think you have to look at those and really be thinking about the trend in general. And the, and the trend um, basically is, is that uh, jobless claims have been going down. Um, unemployment has also been going down. And, and, and we're now at about an 8.4% unemployment rate. Um, we've been improving basically, you know, probably since the beginning of May or the certainly mid-May. Um, and we've seen a, a decline in, in kind of unemployment in general. Now, I don't think, you know, anyone should expect a massive surge um, in terms of the pace of this economic recovery or the pace of unemployment um, improvement uh, until there is probably a vaccine in place. You're also seeing economic activity improve in Europe. Europe, actually, the stock market had a little bit better week this week. Um, the stock 600 is up almost a percent. The S&P, or almost uh, four tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 is down about a percent this week. So all in all, we're in a grinded out kind of improvement in the economy with a lot of vulnerability. Um, but we do see, you know, green shoots in terms of the economy, green shoots in terms of policy, and the Fed has made it very clear that they're not going to be the problem. So I, I think all in all, probably not a bad week. Not a bad week, and I like the terminology, wacky volatility. So um, being aware that those jobs claim numbers are going to be pretty wacky for a while. Well, thank you so much for your time, Eric, and for sharing your insights. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you and your family stay healthy and safe. See you next time.